Hello. That's the title of this episode of Kristen Whisper Sonnets, and I am going to apologize now because I anticipate that I'm going to get emotional during this because I've just gone through a very um, horrible experience yesterday of losing my cat, Winnie, to whom this um, podcast is dedicated. I was I was intending to, um, before the events that led to the end of his life happened, I was intending to do a um, podcast on New Year's Eve, but um, unfortunately, uh, you know, to kind of end the year and try to, you know, <laughs> say goodbye to a rotten year, but um, instead, um, what happened was that my cat um, developed a blockage in his bladder, and he had been very healthy up to this point. He was only a little over a year old. Um, he was a very big cat, so he looked older than that, actually, but he, um, he was my best friend, and, um, by the time that, um, you know, we figured out what was going on, and he got to the animal hospital, unfortunately, his heart was too weak for the procedures to fix this problem, and, um, they worked on him from, like, nine in the morning on New Year's Eve till, um, about eight o'clock that night, and, um, then we, um, you know, with us having up and down phone calls, back and forth, you know, um, and anyway, um, he did not make it, and I've been horribly sad, um, last night was awful, and, uh, I know it's not gonna, it's not gonna be easy, I'm a, you know, I'm in the new year without my best friend, and, um, but I hadn't done a podcast in, you know, I'd, I'd put it off even though it was kind of due before New Year's Eve. And so this was late and I'm really dedicated to doing these because they're like therapeutic to me. Um, it feels good, especially now. It feels good to have um, my friends out there to talk to. So um, my apologies for making this New Year one a downer. It was the last thing I ever wanted to do. And in fact, I'm not going to be, I'm calling it hello in my attempt to be optimistic about the New Year. Also, um, you know, I'm a Hello Kitty fan. And so I'm not saying goodbye to my cat. I'm saying hello. And um, anyway, um, I'm going to read one poem um, that is definitely about cats, but it's a Hello Kitty inspired poem. And then the other two are not anything to do with cats at all. So I promise I'm going to try to, you know, do a little tribute to Winnie and then um, try to um, talk about some other things. And also wish us all a hello to a better year, you know, um, that I wish, I know so many of us have lost people and um, animals. We wish we're a part of it, but at the same time, we have to keep going. And we have to say hello to the possibilities of happiness. And so, anyway, um, thank you for bearing with me while I work through that process. But I'm trying. Um, my first poem I'm going to read is for Winnie. And it's a Hello Kitty poem that I wrote before he was even born. Because I just love Hello Kitty so much. 
and I'm wearing a Hello Kitty nightgown right now, so that's been comforting me. So maybe reading this, I hope, will make me feel better. I'm going to try to compose myself, and uh, hopefully by the end of this, I hope that I got the crying out in the beginning, and then by the end, I'll be a stronger person. It's always the goal. Hello. No mouth to make a meek meow. Just mom, not glum, with friends somehow. Hellos with paws to bark and croak and hop. No purrs or hums, but bows as bright as lollipops. No claws, just joy atop her head. Beside left ear, a bow of red. She does not have a lot to say. Her clothes and yellow nose, her cheer displays. In overalls, a dress of dots, a pastel palette shares her thoughts. A pie with apples made by mom can fix a heart just like a song. Two dots of black, her eyes no tears to smear a whiskered work of art. Her kingdom cute, a cult, cartoon pretty. A queen, pristine, chaotic, quiet, kitty. <laughs> and that was just a poem. It makes does make me happy. I laughed a little at the end. And I hope you guys are um, laughing and having a good beginning of the new year. Because we all deserve it so much. And um, that's all I want is to be able to say hello to... Um, you know, comfort and happiness, and I hope it for all of us. And, um, anyway, um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, um, I guess I'll go ahead and read another poem. Try to, um, we're going to change the subject a little bit. All these poems are inspired by the word hello, by the way. And um, so in that way, oh, sorry. I, I, this is going to be the best podcast ever. I can tell I'm, I'm hitting my microphone on computers and that's the best mic sound I have at this whole, <laughs> this whole experience. But oh, well, I just need to do some things and get them behind me and um, get back to my work and keep my mind occupied so I appreciate you guys bearing with me okay the second poem that I wrote I just wrote recently and it, it also has a hello kitty theme but in a in a different sort of way because um part of my you know when I've always been a hello kitty fan you know ever since I mean long you know when I was a girl and there were hello kitty stores and I would go there and I'd be so happy I wish there was if there was one in town right now I would be there right now because that was the ultimate comfort place to me and sadly they don't exist you know um like I mean I'd be wearing every mask I have and be in one if it existed here but they don't have them here anymore we used to have one in our mall but our mall I mean I live in a you know regular like kind of small smallish you know town and things like I mean, we don't even have the gap at our mall. It couldn't sustain <laughs> the gap. So the Hello Kitty store, I would have thought, you know, there'd be enough little girls in the world to sustain it, even in this small town. But it didn't, it didn't stay. It didn't last. So 
I, but I still, you know, um, collected Hello Kitty things, and every time I would go to Disney World back in the past when one could do that, my favorite place to go in Disney World was Japan and Epcot because they had this um, incredible Hello Kitty store there that I always found things I couldn't find other places. And um, anyway, when I stripped, I... Oh, you know, I had many Hello Kitty things I wore, and also because I was I wore I just I stripped as a schoolgirl, so you know, I, I mean I was young, you know, so <laughs> I mean it made sense, but I also wore um, sometimes because the, I wanted to write a poem about the actual hard physical hardship on your body of stripping because you know you did um, do a lot of crawling around and your knees. I mean it took me years you know before I was back on my knees and so I wrote this and I, I honestly I think I might have read this in a, in a podcast before but if I did just because um, now that I'm thinking of talking about it I, I feel like I've had this conversation <laughs> so if, if you guys have heard this part before I'll, I'm just going to go ahead and read it, it you know just blame it on my um, grieving brain that I um, messed up and read this one again but it does fit in the Hello Kitty theme and um, it is about, you know, the little things that you do that maybe, like, some man might have accused me of being a faker, you know, like, oh, she put that Hello Kitty bandaid on for, um, you know, to look cute. And it was, like, anything to, um, you know, buffer my knee in any way, like, uh, the, the heart that hurt the worst that might hit contact, make contact with the ground. So, um, anyway, here is Hello Kitty Band-Aid. I used to crawl, professionally, a Hello Kitty band-aid upon an imperiled knee, the other equally as sore, though I must each night determine which one hurts more. One, it's pretend a useful accessory, in schoolgirl fashion, to compliment plaid, I twirl in five-inch platform heels, mean green neon world. Two, it means I'm not what I seem, virgin, newbie, to this topless scene. But veteran, despite my pigtails, wounded wolf, sheep-skinned, imagine entrails of many strange men, to which I weakly, meekly, wounded, crawl instead of a slightly used, naive, fuck doll. So, <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I, uh, no, I, you know, ev that was a big thing in, you know, the strip club is, you know, everything about your appearance is calculated, and, like, but I definitely, you know, I use those hello, I mean, yes, I guess, one could say I picked a Hello Kitty band-aid to go with my costume, but I would have worn a Hello Kitty band-aid any day of the week, or Barbie. I also love Barbie band-aids, but um, those are my two, and maybe a Disney princess, but it would, that's actually like the third, that's uh, a, a distant third for me. It would be Hello Kitty and Barbie, <laughs> and then if you had nothing else, I would take a Disney princess, <laughs> but... Um, but, uh, you know, you couldn't look, the whole thing, like, especially if you're, like, the little schoolgirl, you know, you wanted to look 
oh, I, I somehow just wandered into this club and, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> big bad wolf in the, you know, front row with that big stack of money, you know, like, I don't know anything about, you know, you wanted to look like the new girl because the new girls were always, like, one, the most popular and, and men just wanted, they didn't want, you know, it's like the illusion of, oh, I'm, I'm going to get away with something, or, you know, whatever, like, these girls don't know the rules, or how to, um, take this money from me, you know, or whatever, and so you never wanted to look like the hunter, even if, especially if you were the hunter in that club, and so I had fun kind of writing this poem about, you know, my own decision about wearing the band-aids, but also, you know, the necessity of, you know, like, looking innocent, and, um, trying to, you know, <laughs> play the game, as they say, you know, <laughs> because the men always want to think that they are the hunters, but in strip clubs, you know, I mean, it's our, it literally, when you work there, you know, I would pay my electricity, you know, my electricity bill is due, I'm in there for, you know, or I need a new <laughs> large television, I'm coming into work, so I was definitely hunting exact amounts of money every time I sat down <laughs> with men, but you didn't want that, you know, you just, you didn't want that to be, you know, obvious, although I'm sure, you know, it was obvious, and sometimes, honestly, I would, I, you know, I never tried to be the person who, um, I didn't give some kind of fake story of like, oh, I'm in school and, and could you help me? I didn't, I didn't ask, I didn't pl like fraud, try to defraud anyone, you know, I, you know, made it all about, you know, I will give great table dances and you will want more, or I will have great conversation and well, don't we want to continue this over another bottle of champagne? Though you can't say that, that would be solicitation, but, um, you know, you just, I was more of a charmer in the moment, you know, was my strategy, which was not always great, but I did very well in that club, and I, I didn't have people showing up, interrogating other dancers about what school I was going to, or, you know, whatever, because I would hear a lot of that from other people, where, you know, you would hear, you know, I would know for sure some other girl was not in school, and I wouldn't get into her information, obviously, but, you know, it would put you in an awkward position when, you know, uh, their customer who they've told some sob story or whatever, and you're like, you know that not to be true, but, you know, I would just always claim ignorance, you know, I don't really know her, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, I don't think there were people that were having to hear that about me, you know, because I didn't try to you know, give any big sob story of why, you know, you should be, you know, giving me lots and lots of money. I just, you know, made it, try to make it a good time, you know, that they wanted to. So, <laughs> um, anyway, hello. Actually, in this moment, see, talking about something different and years ago, I feel a lot better. And I'm trying, I'm remembering this time, you know, I've always had cats, I feel like, that have had special needs. I just didn't know that when he did, because, um, you know, he was always so healthy, you know. I mean, and I guess this blockage thing really was con something kind of simple, like a kidney stone type thing gone awry, you know, where, you know, you didn't, you know, get to it in time, you know, with their little body and their own special needs. But, I mean, at the time that I was stripping, I had a cat 
named Mola, and that's why on Twitter I'm Mola and Jolie, at Lola and Jolie. If you um, are on Twitter, you can always look me up and follow me there, and uh, you can hear about my books and my um, all my projects. I just finished a project that I just submitted to a press I'm really excited about, and it's called Girlarium, and, um, you know, I, I write about all my things on that, but Girlarium is about a girl who develops skills and she becomes um, really like she has no choice to stay on land but she has to um, you know she could she's being pursued by the CIA so and this is in the Trump era and she really doesn't want to be um, serving you know Donald Trump <laughs> anyway and, um, and and just being a, a weapon she doesn't want to be she's a teenage girl she doesn't want to be a weapon she's not that has no interest in that and they are um, pursuing her and she has a very um, privileged financially um, life but at the same time like her parents are kind of checked out and into their jobs so she doesn't have that kind of fallback support you know to go to them and ask for help and so she has one person that she goes to, and his name is um, Joseph Humans, and he owns a thing called Anemone. Well, his home is called Anemone, but inside of Anemone is a private aquarium that the school has gone to on field trips. It's like two hours away from Fallon High School where she goes. And because she's been there, and he, they make an acquaintance, and he notices she always hides her gills in her hair, she has real thick, long hair, but he sees them, and he is a collector, and so he makes a friendship, and I would say, <clears throat> you know, like, grooms her, you know, to come and, and stay at Anemone, and which she probably wouldn't have done except under the duress of the CIA and all this, and she felt safe with this rich man who, you know, has all the equipment for somebody who needs to be in water, so... She ends up taking his offer, you know, out of fear, and because um, she knows there's, we live on a planet with seventy, you know, seventy-one percent water, you know. She has all that at her disposal that she could, you know, she has gills, she could swim, she could, you know, there's so much more places for her to hide than people even go, and yet she, um, uh, you know, trades her freedom for this illusion of safety and I think a lot of you know people do this and I felt like I was writing a feminist fair, you know fairy tale or fable writing this story about freedom and the things that we trade our freedom for you know and when in reality like you know she will come to feel very not safe with Mr. Humans but by that time she's a captive you know she's traded her freedom so anyway, I'm not going to, I talked a long time about that book, but I was really fortunate to um, get that turned in before everything went, well, it was kind of when I was getting all these phone calls yesterday dealing with our, you know, the cat and like all this, you know, the struggles of that, you know, and like back and forth, I was trying to occupy my mind and I had almost had everything ready for that manuscript to be turned in, so Fortunately, during that period, I got it turned in, and, um, you know, I feel like, because I don't know, I mean, today, I just, I don't feel like doing any, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this, I'm glad I'm, I'm going to try to write, finish a poem that I started a couple of days ago before all of this went awry, you know, and so, um, 
you know, just to keep my mind occupied and everything. I just think it's good. I mean, everyone's different how they deal with stuff. And I'm glad I'm talking, though. And I really appreciate everybody that listens. So I'm going to read another poem that's also about stripping with a hello word in there. And it's from my one of my favorite movies, Closer. And, um, well, it's also a play. But, um, and why I... I, I um, when I did it, I think I read this one when I did my episode on, on um, poke on the um, on my journal that I started. Um, that's an erotic writing journal, and it's it's uh, dedicated. That journal is dedicated to Clive Owen, who I adore, and um, especially I mean he's horrible in the movie Closer, but he's so gorgeous. But um, and I love his voice so much, and um. Anyway, I wrote this poem about the movie Closer with um, Natalie Portman and Clive Owen and Jude Law. And um, uh, it's a poem about Natalie Portman's character who is a stripper, you know, and I relate to. And um, about she actually ends up meeting um, Clive Owen in that movie. And I'm just, (laughs) you know, it just gives me all kinds of feels. But this poem is actually... Uh, um, uh, just kind of about her character and how you know her falling in love and like leaving stripping and then ending up having to go back to it you know after you know a, a failed romance and anyway it's kind of a good poem about you know trying to be I guess resi- resilient and uh, that's what I'm trying to be right now you know is in my own way different not romantic way but you know um you just have to, you know, we must say hello to life, you know, and that's what this podcast is about. Hello, stranger. She whispers, hairier eyes, buckle front, short coat, pole dancer's thighs, nomadic waif, accident prone, on British streets, bluffs, blunt for scones, sandwiches, stitches up neat, a safe approximation of a fairy tale, Alice, tea server, with obituous details, even name some memorial avails, a savior, children, kind you assist to kiss, full nude performer, recidivist, When you disappoint her, throw her away. Back to neon, those strangers ready to pay. Men pretending love to topless amnesiacs. Last funeral plaque, persona construed. She would have been anyone to to love you. I'm proud of myself for getting through this today, you know, um, I really, I know it started out rough, and I appreciate you guys listening through that, I know it's probably the last thing, you know, everybody wants to focus on trying, you know, the new year meaning something good, and I still, in this moment, having done this, I feel like the new year can mean something good, you know, I, I do want to say hello to it, and I do want to embrace it, because, um, you know, I mean, 
there's always people out there, there's other cats out there that maybe I can help, and um, I'm not rushing to do that, but I know that that will happen again in my life, because I always end up with cats, and um, so I try to always think about, you know, when my first cat that I lost, Lola, um, she, um, she had leukemia, and I knew that was a whole different situation because you know all along, like, they could die any time, they could die any time. She actually lived seven years, which is much longer than Winnie, who, you know, had no expectation of this, you know. But, um, so, I, I, you know, it's hard to feel like my vet at the time, he was so wonderful to me because he really, he was like, I congratulate you. I mean, he was like, I've never had a cat with leukemia live this long. And I, uh, you know, it's because, you know, you did everything right. I mean, I, I paid, I was a stripper and I was very privileged at that time to make extra money. And I was able to, um, afford these, um, like expensive treatments for her. Like she got, um, shots twice a week for a long period of her life from a vial of medicine that was hundreds of dollars to buy, you know, and we went through them fast because it was twice a week, but then as she got stronger, it got moved to, you know, like once a week, then it got moved to twice a month, and, you know, it it became a little more affordable, but um, doing all that, she lived a healthy, non-painful, I mean, she didn't, only in her last, you know, I would say month that she was alive was she ever in pain and I felt really good about that you know I felt like I did this you know when she died I really had that peace of mind that I could I did everything I could it's it's been a little harder right now I mean it just happened with Winnie because you know you just it was so out of the blue and you didn't get a time to adjust or feel like that but I know that I did everything I could in the last when I had the chance to do it you know and then I kind of with Lola I always said to myself, you know, that I would, um, you know, I made a promise to her when she was dying that I would help, if I couldn't help her anymore, I would help her kind, and I think, you know, um, I'm definitely going to honor that promise again, you know, when I'm strong enough, and I feel I'm going to make sure, you know, get my house more um, fixed up from this hurricane, you know, before I bring a small animal in here this time, you know, uh, Winnie just was born into that, you know, situation, I mean, he was here, you know, when the hurricane happened, so it wasn't, you know, there was nothing he could do, but it's not quite right, you know, right now, but this is going to be the year when I get it together, (laughs) and um, (laughs) get myself back together, I feel, and um, thank you guys for listening, and for all of the people who have reached out online because I posted something online because everyone's so used to me posting pictures with him um, when he loved to pose with my socks and just be around me. So he was um, in a lot of pictures with me. And so I, you know, felt, you know, the need to um, let people know what had happened. And people have been so kind. And I haven't, you know, fully reached out, you know, to, like, thank people all, you know, because it's just been overwhelming. But I love everybody, and I hope we can all say hello to 2021 with an open heart. And that 2021 loves us back, you know, in a way that 2020 did not. (laughs) And I am going to 
take off and try to do some other things today, but I'll be around online and I'm going to post this and I hope it brings some happiness and isn't too sad, but um, thank you and I will definitely be back in a normal time next week with hopefully even a, a more cheery, fully cheery podcast, but I wanted to get myself back on the routine, so thanks for being here with me and I'm going to say good day. Thank you.